Did you count the number of times? The number of times in this short gospel passage when Jesus asked questions. Questions. In my class with the second year seminarians here at Christ the King, I gave them a paper in which they will have to submit a reflection about the kind of teaching methods that Jesus used. One of the teaching methods that the Lord used was that Jesus taught the disciples and the crowd through perfectly constructed questions. Teaching through questions is one of the oldest teaching methods. It is often called the Socratic method, although it precedes the Greek philosopher Socrates. Questions can be a powerful teaching strategy. Questions can stimulate deeper thinking. And when you ask questions, they can be followed up with other questions. And the student would be able to go deeper. There is an opportunity to drill even deeper and to think even deeper. The four Gospels show that Jesus asked a lot of questions. Not because he didn't know the answers. Of course, he knew the answers. He used questions as a teaching tool. And he strategically designed these questions so that people would be encouraged to, to think more deeply. So that they can come to the right answers themselves or to frame the more direct answer that Jesus would give later. I'd like to mention some of the questions in other events in the Gospel in which the Lord asked the people and the disciples. For example, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not consider the plank in your own eye? Very familiar question. Second, who do people say that I am? And related to it, who do you say I am? Another question. Still another. Salt is good, but if the salt loses its flavor, how will you season it? Is still another question. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you do not do the things that I say? And still another question, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? And still another question in the parable of the prodigal son, which, or rather, yes, in the parable of the great Samaritan, which of these three do you think was neighbor to him who fell among the thieves? These are just some of the questions. My dear friends, the gospel today again asks a lot of questions. I counted and there are eight of them. 
Let us read them again. Number one, why do you suppose that it is because you have no bread? Number two, do you still not see but do not comprehend? Number three, are your minds completely blinded? Number four, have you eyes but no sight? Number five, have you ears but no hearing? Number six, do you remember when I broke the five loaves for the five thousand? How many baskets of fragments were you able to gather up? Number seven, when I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many full hampers of fragments did you collect? And finally, number eight, do you still not remember? How easily you forget. How easily you forget. My dear brothers and sisters, this is probably the same question that the Lord will ask us. How easily sometimes do we forget the many good things that the Lord does to us every day? I remember in the Old Testament, but I cannot recall anymore where it came from, but it's in the Old Testament. In times of adversity, God is remembered. But in times of prosperity, God is forgotten. In times of adversity, we remember God. In times of pro prosperity, God is forgotten. Now, how did the questions today arise? Because the apostles were so worried that they were traveling, there were 12 of them, but they had only one piece of loaf, one loaf of bread. How could one loaf of bread be enough or be sufficient for 12 men who eat big? They could think of nothing but the fact that they had forgotten to bring bread and unless something happened, they would go hungry. You know, some people are always worried about, oh, we have enough, we don't have enough, we, we will go hungry. So our Lord, they saw, He saw their preoccupation with bread. That is why He asked a series of questions, probably not with, not with anger on His face, but but with a smile, like the one that tries to lead a slow child to see a self-evident truth. My dear brothers and sisters, our Lord reminded them that twice He satisfied the hunger of the crowds with enough food and even to spare, as if the Lord wanted to tell them, Why do you always worry? Why worry? Are you men of little faith? Don't you remember what happened before? I fed the 5,000. I fed the 4,000. Why worry? Has not experience taught you that you do not need to worry about things like that? If you are with me, don't you trust me? Don't you feel secure? with me it was not the intention of jesus to embarrass 
the disciples or to give them a dose of their own medicine. The Lord simply wanted to remind them of some beautiful past experiences they had with Him. In short, the bottom line is that learn from the lessons of the past. Learn from the lessons of experience. The odd fact is that we learn only half the lessons of experience. Very often, experience fills us with pessimism. But there are many other experiences. For example, sorrow came and we came through sorrow is still erect. Temptation came and somehow we did not fall. Illness took us and somehow we recovered. A problem seems insoluble and somehow it was solved. We were at our wit's end and somehow we went on. We reached the breaking point. And somehow, we did not break. My dear friends, there must be a God who truly cares. There must be a God who cares. Learn the lessons of experience. Do you still not remember? How easily you forget. In times of adversity, God is remembered. In times of prosperity, God is forgotten.